You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. Everybody, welcome back to the Slumber Party Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Jusen. Uh, as you know, on this podcast, we do talk about baby sleep and child sleep a lot, but I also like to do a little combination of talking about things that matter to new parents. Um, and as I tend to do, I've invited someone that I'm working with personally at the very moment um, to talk about uh our bodies. And I know this is, I'm, I'm choosing my words very carefully because I have a lot of personal feelings about this. Um, Karen Norden is a PhD change psychology expert, which I really, really love, and founder of the Brain Body Alliance. Uh, the Brain Body Alliance provides intensive compassion first health coaching for women who want to learn to love the way they eat, feel, and live. Using her expertise and gross growth, not gross, not gross, <laughs> growth mindset, behavior change, and client communication. Karin helps her clients to adjust their eating patterns, create meaningful yet manageable routines and rituals, and transform their lives through compassion over criticism. And as one of her clients, I can attest to all of this. So welcome, Karin. How are you? Thank you. Um, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be on this podcast and to chat with you. Well, yeah, I mean, I we were talking about this uh, earlier, and I think I've wanted to have you on the podcast because I I am someone who's like a, a was a serial dieter. I've talked about this on my podcast before. Um, I did literally every horrible thing that you could do. Everything. Um, I've done low carb, keto, no carb, uh, or uh, low fat. Um, I did, and I, I hate mentioning company names, so I won't, but I did, uh, and this is something that we talked about. I did, um, uh, a weight loss program here in Ontario. I think it is just an Ontario thing where it is medically supervised. So they say, um, if you're watching this, I'm making air quotes. If you're <laughs> listening, you can't hear the air quotes. So I'm telling you I'm doing them. So as a medically supervised, there is a doctor in the facility. They basically give you B12 shots to make sure that your body doesn't think that you're starving and you eat four to 600 calories a day. Do you lose weight? Yes. Does it make you insane? Yes. So, and these are all things I did in my, in my twenties, basically. I was on a diet essentially up until the moment I got pregnant with um, my first daughter. And then I was like, oh, well, this is amazing. I'm just going to eat whatever the hell I want because I'm pregnant. Um, and I gained 60 pounds in my pregnancy. Um, I, and it, it was fine. Like, honestly, I was like, fine, I'm pregnant, whatever. But then 
my my daughter came out and I was like, oh my God, I don't ever want her to see me like this. I don't want her to see that I've been dieting or that there's something ever wrong with your body. And I really had a, a whole change about that. So I basically took a full two years off of any sort of conscious eating thing ever. And then I had my second daughter. Um, and I noticed after I had some, I had some pretty significant postpartum anxiety, probably a sprinkle of postpartum depression. Um, but I remember seeing this ad for another wonderful non-diety coach that was like, I just, I just knew that my food was impacting my mood and I wasn't eating like well. And I, I I don't even like to use like judgments, but I was eating food that afterwards made me feel sluggish, tired. It really, I was like, I'm, I'm at one with my body. I'm comfortable with it. And I really was, if I lose weight, great, great. Um, I ended up doing this whole thing for uh, a year. I had lost uh, a lot of weight, probably like 25 pounds really slowly over the year. Um, and it it stuck. It stuck. And I and it was just like a way of thinking about food. I eat all the foods as I say. I don't ever restrict anything. And then, sorry, I'm giving everyone the background. I will let you talk hard. <laughs> but I wanna, I feel like this is important. I feel like this is the important thing. Um, so then I was like, you know, I am uh pretty earth conscious. I'm afraid about climate change in the environment. Um, I use cloth diapers with my children, uh, both of them. I did. I'm, I do all the things. And so uh, veganism was something that came up for me over and over about like an earth conscious decision. And last January, I really decided to take the plunge. Um, and I didn't really think about it. Like I still ate all the foods. They were just vegan. And I didn't, I I didn't think of it as a diet. I didn't do it to lose weight. I didn't, it was just like, oh, like I had read this book called um, The Longevity Diet, which talks about how veganism can be a, um, a pathway to like living to a hundred, right? So like, yeah, do I like the idea of living to a hundred? Yes. But beyond that, there was nothing like, I hope I have a beach body. I just want to be really clear that it was never a diety thing. So I had noticed that um, in, so where are we now? We started working together in November, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the original program that I had worked uh, on um, was called Precision Nutrition, and I liked it. And I thought like, okay, November, I just got to a point where I was uncomfortable in my body. I felt really sluggish again. I was doing weird diety shit. So I was like, I haven't talked about this like with anyone except like close friends. Um, I was eating a vegan diet during the week and I was binging on food on the weekend, which is a, a behavior that I haven't done in years. And I was like, something is wrong. Something is weird. And I don't know how to explain what it is that like when I did this, like the precision nutrition program before, I never really had cravings for food because I did all the things. So anyway, 
I hire you. I look into this and someone had said like, um, look, you can do precision nutrition again, or you can work one-on-one with this, this coach who works for precision nutrition. And, uh, if you like that, she can probably lead you down that road. And I was like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, through our work, like it took two months to get there. Uh, it was never like I said to you, I just want to like, I would sure losing the weight. I I gained weight. I gained probably about 15 pounds this year, but also like who hasn't pandemic life. I don't really care. Um, but I was like, I just feel like shit. Um, and I, I don't know how to stop feeling out of control about food. Like that was the big thing. And I hadn't felt like that in a while. And, um, you have been instrumental in, uh, like kind of leading me back to why that is probably the case. First off, I remember being like, hey, I once did this diet, that that medically supervised diet, where I ate four to 600 calories a day. And then when I stopped doing the diet, I was totally out of control with my food. It's kind of how I'm feeling now. And you were like, okay, let's pause that's a trauma. That's a food trauma that can't, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's pretty significant. Um, anyway, I guess I want to kind of like, we don't have to talk about me specifically, but I would like to um, share what you do because I think that I don't think that anyone needs to lose weight. I really reject the idea of like bounce back culture after you have a baby, like get back into your genes or bounce back. It's like you grew a child in your body and I don't know that you'll ever go back. Um, but I I do think that there is something in the middle of like, I feel maybe out of control. I don't know what's going on. How can I eat in a way that feels good to me that isn't like weight lossy or diety? So tell me- Wow, I've talked for nine minutes. Wow. <laughs> well, it's I'm Sorry. glad you I'm glad you did because I think it's important for them, everybody who's listening to this, to know the backstory. And I think that your backstory in particular is really relatable and is the case with the majority of my clients. They have a history of these sort of crazy hyper restrictive diets. Um, and that history, whether or not you're trying to diet now, is gonna influence your relationship with food, right? So that's that's the first thing yeah. I want to hit on is that like everybody has a relationship with food and you have to think of it as a relationship like you would with a friend or a partner or whoever. And if that relationship is back and forth all the time and it's hyper-restrictive and it's I'm only going to do certain things at certain times and I'm going to be really careful with my effort. And if it has all these rules around it, it's not going to be a healthy relationship. And so Mm -hmm. that's the first thing I want to recognize is that with you, it's not necessarily about weight at all. Like you came to me because you were feeling out of control. And I remember Mm -hmm. you saying in the first session, like, I want to feel in control. And I challenged that and I pushed back because I was like, is it really control you want or is it peace? right? Mm -hmm. Because for most people, it's not that you want to feel in control around food, like you're hyper, you know, careful about what you put in your mouth. It's that you want to be able to like go into a social setting or like have a night off where you're out to dinner and feel at peace. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember the first thing we talked about, like I have an obsession with pizza that's not normal. I understand. It did take up the majority of our first conversation. And you were like, just have pizza whenever you want. And I was like, where I am mentally right now means I can't. It means that like, if the pizza's at my house, I don't stop until the pizza is gone, which is like so crazy for me. And I think what we were able to unpack was that original restrictive diet that I had when I was 20 years old, 19 years old, I did that diet. I can't believe they even took me on. But anyway, I was an official adult, but I did that diet when I was 19 And we had kind of uncovered that with my veganism, the idea that there were foods that were off, off like the list, I couldn't eat X, Y, and Z. I had to look at every ingredient. I had to be choosy when I went to restaurants. I had to, that is all of the behavior that I was exhibiting when I was dieting, anytime I was dieting. And so my body, like you had said, my body doesn't know that you're making a decision for the planet. I had come to this. You didn't tell me you shouldn't be vegan. You never said that ever once. You were like, let's get more protein. Let's try this. Let's try that. And then I was like, I think it was um, two weeks before the, the holidays. I was like, I've been craving eggs. And I was looking at my husband having an egg and I was like, I want that. And it really made me think, I, I'm restricting myself somehow. Like this is, I'm not, whatever I'm eating or whatever I'm doing, if it's mental or if it's that I'm truly not getting the nutrients I need, um, something's up. So I'm going to just try eating all the foods again and I'm going to report back and how I feel. So I remember over the holidays, we just like took a two week break where I ate all the foods and it was like, it was a huge change. Like I don't binge yeah. anymore. Well, like, which that, is – sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say and that experience is so common and it is like I'm, – I'm well-versed in the evidence, right? So just like we study chemistry, just like we study physics, we also study behavior and we study health behavior. And what evidence mm-hmm. actually shows us is that restrictions and categories around food, so good, bad – clean junk, which I hear a lot of women Mm -hmm. use, those Mm -hmm. actually make it much harder to eat healthy. They mess with Mm -hmm. our mental health and they actually drive Mm -hmm. up our cravings for those particular like not allowed types of foods. And so oftentimes women come to me, they're trying to change their weight somehow, which I'll get to that at, at some point, I'm sure. And yeah, I, I will, they'll have all these restrictions. They'll be doing intermittent fasting or they'll be doing clean eating and they're not succeeding with it. And as soon as we remove the restrictions, we let go of all the boundaries, we let go of the labels and we focus on making decisions that fuel our physical health and our emotional mm-hmm. health at the same time. That's when everything becomes easier. You cannot willpower your way to good eating. You cannot restrict Mm -hmm. your way to good eating. It will backfire. And it is, Mm -hmm. in some cases, very traumatic. Totally. And I think that um, 
well, what what your Instagram bio handle is is like feminist uh, feminist weight loss, and I was like, tell me more about that because I think that you know I would hate. I think like bodies and body positivity and like you can be beautiful at any shape or size. And I think that it's, it's really not um, like, sure. uh, It's great that I fit into my jeans again. So I don't have to buy new jeans, but I would have bought new jeans, which is what I said at the start of this. I just felt like um, so much of like weight loss or even like, you know, you think about, uh, as for myself, would you, I, you don't have to answer this, but have you ever been on like, uh, obviously you've been on a diet, Oh, right? yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So like when I've been on a diet and I have been skinny, skinny air quotes. Okay. I've been at my thinnest. I've never been happy in the, that moment. I've never been in a place where I'm like, oh, look at all the, like that doesn't happen. I also think that like what I, exactly what you said, do you want to lose weight or, or do you want peace? I just wanted peace with my food. I want to be able to like not feel like on Friday night, I want to order dinner 2.0 and like it feels like gross. Like I was going to bed, like digesting food in my stomach overnight. Now, whether that's because it's triggering that trauma of me literally starving myself at 19, I like paid for an eating disorder, a medically supervised eating disorder. Um, my body is going to remember that. And anytime there's a restriction, uh, my body's going to be like, well, we got to get in this. Like, we don't know when we're getting food again. The last time this happened, it was 600 calories a day, which is like not sustainable. So I, I feel like, um, there's, there's so much more to food than just losing weight. And it's never about the food. I don't think. Yeah. And I want to talk about what you said about weight for a minute, because I, I consider myself to be a weight neutral coach. And what Mm -hmm. that means is that I don't believe that all weight loss is positive. I don't believe that Mm -hmm. all weight loss is negative. I don't believe that all weight gain is positive. Same thing, Mm -hmm. right? And like I've personally been through situations where I lost an enormous amount of weight my the summer after my freshman year. And it was because I was working at a daycare. I was on my feet Mm -hmm. all day. And I decided just to basically not eat, right? Like it was Mm -hmm, seriously mm -hmm. disordered eating. Um, And I lost weight. And that's not good weight loss. But then if you look four years later, I also worked at a daycare. I was getting up early in the morning to go work out before work at the daycare purely so I could avoid traffic because I didn't want to drive to the other city. And I was eating super nutrient-dense foods and I was busy. I was fueling my body well, and I was feeling really good. And I also lost weight that summer. And if you look at those two situations, both same outcome, two totally different mentalities, two totally different situations. And so that's why I don't think – I think weight is neutral. And I don't think we should ever tell anybody that they have to lose weight for any reason. 
Um, well, and, and weight loss does not equal health, which is something that I think a lot of people discuss and which is like, I think a big part of it just kind of happened at the same time. Like I did PN and I did resolve my relationship with food. And that was like the biggest thing that came out. I was also the thinnest I've ever been in my adult life. And that wasn't because of PN. It was because I was so incredibly anxious. I wasn't eating. So like, I've never been unhappier during my thinnest time. Now, I, like I always say, like, yes, the weight loss was a byproduct. The weight loss was me not eating because I felt like barfing all day because I literally thought I was dying for two years. And it's like, and people are like, wow, you look so good. Good for you. And it's like, Ugh. and I mean, since then, in the last, this is why I don't care about weight gain. I've probably gained... 15 pounds from that time, but I've also not tried to lose it because I'm like, oh, this is my happy weight. This is how I know that I'm actually happy and I'm, I'm, I'm like better and I'm healing um, because I can eat and maybe uh, my body is so comfortable. I eat too much, which is not something that was happening before. So it doesn't equal like this good thing. Yeah. And I think you touched on something important too, which is that you have to take a look at the way that you're viewing weight loss in other people. So when someone yeah. you know loses weight, if your immediate instinct is to say, oh my gosh, great job, I would really encourage you as like a practical takeaway from this podcast to stop doing that because you could be yeah. congratulating someone for an illness or an eating disorder or a stressful life yeah. event, right? You don't know what that is. Yeah. And all of those things, if you're looking at someone else's weight change or weight loss in particular, and you're viewing it as automatically positive, that is internalized fat phobia. That is fat phobia. And yeah. so you need to look yeah. at your relationship, regardless of your weight, you need to look at your relationship with fatness and with fat phobia. Yeah. And that will tell you a lot about how you're treating yourself when it comes to your own weight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like for me, it did get to a point where I was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable in my body. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, I mean, I think I've shared this with you. I don't know what, but like at my like biggest body times is when I'm like, I look good. <laughs> why I don't look in the mirror and hate my body. I'm like, oh, it is what it is. I, It's more that like, oh, when I sit down, like I'm not really comfortable or I'm going for a walk and I'm really huffing and puffing right now. Like I probably should increase my workout stuff. Um, I think there's a difference. So there's this like spot in the middle then where I think I would have been okay with the weight loss for those reasons. But I also don't want to I don't want to say that I need to do that to to be a good person or like to do you know what I'm saying? There's this like spot in the middle where it's also OK to want to lose weight. Yes. It's if but it's not. I think it's important to know that you don't have to and that. Well, like, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but like uh, my daughter, I don't even want to share. No, I'm not going to share it. I was like, I will, when my kids are at this, the, the part where I am sharing things that I would be embarrassed about later on, that's when I'm going to shut it off. And I think mm. we're, we might be at that age. 
Um, but wh what I'll say is like, you know, kids have um, insecurities and uh, about whatever. And I would hate to like ever show my daughter that like, okay, well, we need to change it then. If, if this is it, it's like, no, your body is beautiful the way it is right now. And um, I just wish that yeah, it's a weird spot. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but I feel like kind of like conflicted in the middle. Yeah. So there's there's two things. One is that if you are pursuing healthy, compassionate weight loss, your number one goal is supporting your body. Your number one goal is not weight loss. So when someone comes yeah. to me and says, hey, I want to lose weight, I'm always like, that's great, but why? Like what yeah. your future self, who's five pounds lighter, 10 pounds lighter, 40 pounds lighter, whatever it is, like what is so different about that person that we're seeking her? Like what is yeah. actually the draw there? And when we figure that out, it's usually like I can run around with my kids. I don't feel bloated after I eat. I feel energized when I wake up in the morning. And all of those outcomes we create by making healthy choices by adding more yeah. fruits and vegetables, by eating more protein, by adding a walk, not by deprivation, not by restriction, not by taking away entire food groups. And so when you do it in that way, it's really positive. And I want to say one more thing before I, I know you have something to say, but that is that mm. I- I always have something to say. <laughs> No, I mean, I grew up, I grew up with a parent who, a mom who was really aware of food. And mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you the caloric content of anything. Like I can look mm -hmm. at a food and I know how many calories are in that thing. I know whether you can mm -hmm. fit it into a low carb diet or into keto or into whatever. And like, mm -hmm. that's not knowledge that has ever been helpful for me. And so right. I would really encourage people especially moms with young kids, like even if your daughter is really, really, really young, she's going to mm -hmm. pick up on the way you're approaching your body and the way you're approaching yeah. weight loss. And if you approach it yeah. in a way that's like, let's eat more vegetables to get strong. Let's eat more protein yeah. to feel energy. She's going to pick up on that and she's going to be empowered. But if you approach it in a way yeah. that's like, I can't eat that, then that's that can translate into into hurtful things. Yeah, I've been so conscious of that, especially after having two girls and we don't really, I mean, even now I don't really talk about anything related to like weight or if I work out, it's because I want to be strong, which is true. I don't even like, since, you know, having my second kid, like I work out for so many other reasons, not related to weight loss. Um, just, you know, fitness and health and cardiovascular reasons and mental health and all of that stuff. But we, I always say like, I just, I exercise to feel good and, and feel strong. And I, like, I'm also not obsessed about it. And I also feel like, um, well, what's funny is like, we have never talked about foods being uh, healthy or unhealthy, or, or we'll mm. say something like, this is really healthy. It'll make you feel good. That's mm -hmm. it. And it's funny the messages kids get from school, like, yeah. oh, we shouldn't eat too much sugar. It's bad for you. And I'm like, yep. who says that? Like food is food. And what we've really got to the point of is, you know, some may disagree with this, we definitely have taken away candy and sugar from our kids because they can't help themselves. But a lot of the time we say like, if you eat all of that candy, you're going to feel sick, which is true. 
Yeah. Which always happens. So in the end, they'll be like, no, I won't. No, no, it's just because we're doing it. And we're like, yes, we know because of that. But now they'll be like, ooh, we don't really want to eat all that much because we will feel sick after. We always let them have whatever they want. I mean, because I don't want to ever feed them the lesson that foods are bad or good and that you have to make all of these changes. So- Karin, I know that I spoke for nine of the 30 minutes that we spoke <laughs> today, but I really think that I, I just wanted to kind of, um, number one, share this part of my story because I think it wasn't obvious to me when I worked with you that like any sort of restriction was triggering that like diet brain in, in me. Yeah. Um, and I also think that I don't think a lot of people think that there's anything in the middle of like, okay, I would like to change this. Do I have to do keto? Keto? Do I have to do intermittent fasting? Like, no, you can do something really, 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 really balanced. Um, and I've loved working with you. So how can people find you if they want to, if they can? Yes. Yes. They can absolutely um, find me. My Instagram handle is just my name. So it's Karen Nordine PhD. I believe that will be in the show notes. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do two things right now on the nutrition side of things. Um, I also work as a curriculum consultant. So that's how we were actually eventually connected because I write for Precision Nutrition's curriculum team. I help them on the health behavior change side of things. Um, but if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram. All of the, the links are there. Um, and I do private individual coaching, which currently is totally booked. Um, so I have a group program called the Body Brain Alliance Cohort. It's an eight-week group program, and we go through all of the basic nutrition information so you can be really empowered with the science. But we also go through mental techniques, things like – um, routine forming, things like brain, what I call brain modeling. So like adjusting your thoughts in a different way, um, cognitive behavioral techniques for adjusting your relationship with food, all of that stuff um, and kind of a fast-paced eight-week group slash course situation. Um, so that link, the waitlist link for um, the next opening of Body Brain Alliance is always in my bio. And then I will also mention I do have a free Facebook group. It's called New Year No Bullshit. And every month, everyone Yay. in the group sets, yeah, we set like two or three monthly habits, just little things. It's a diet culture free space. So you cannot discuss intentional weight loss in that group. It's just about pursuing health in meaningful, manageable ways. So the link to sign up for that is in my bio as well. And I admit people at the beginning and end of each month so that they're ready to go with the whole group. Amazing. Well, Karin, you are a breath of fresh, as they say, (laughs) and uh, you've really, really helped me figure out uh, my shit. And so if you have shit, I, I highly recommend Karin. Um, and good luck, everyone. Sleep well. If you do 
uh, you know, if you're here to be like, great, I really enjoyed that conversation, but my baby still doesn't sleep, <laughs> head over to uh, babiesbestsleep.com for my blog. Uh, you can head over to my Instagram at babiesbestsleep for all of those sleep tips. And as always, you can book a free 15-minute discovery call if you are thinking about working with myself or a member of our team. Uh, we can help you get back to sleep once you're eating well. <laughs> yes. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.